Hello friends and welcome to Might Just Move, a show where we talk about stories that move you because what moves you might just move the world. My guest today is Christina Bailey. Hello, Christina. Hello, Curtis. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> how how did that sound, guys? That that sounded pretty formal for you. I liked that. That was that was very professional. That is, that is the introduction <laughs> of this highbrow podcast. Highbrow, yeah. <laughs> I'm stepping up my game. Um, so this is the other project that I've been. I keep mentioning at the end of my podcast and then never doing anything about. Um, but it's finally, finally here. I'm going to start it. Um, I'm excited to start it. This will be season zero. So there's room for um, experimenting and stuff. Um, if any of you listened to the previous episode, Christy and I did. Uh, I don't even remember. Back in the last one we July did or something? Disney Princesses, and I think it was possibly... Oh. That was a little bit later. I'm I'm thinking of the Sarah Sparks episode. Oh, that one. Yeah, where we were just in my room recording or something like that. I have no idea. Anyway, um, if any of you remember that episode, I mentioned at the end of it, I kind of wanted that to be a sort of new series, sort of. Um, And from then I've, you know, kind of mixed it up a little bit more. Um, But yeah, this is just going to be a show about... Um, different stories, whether that's from books or movies or music, um, even crazier stuff. I don't know, like poetry. Uh, what are other art forms? I don't know. Interpretive Paintings. Dance. Interpretive dance. Yeah. If there's any way of uh, telling a story <laughs> and it's moved someone in such a way that they want to share that with others, um, then that's what the show is for. And so, um, yeah, I brought Christine on for episode number one, and uh, seems like she always manages to be my my go-to. So props to her. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be the end of my little uh, side note here. I'm excited for this show, um, and so we're gonna dive in to um, the the format. This show will hopefully have a little bit more structure. Um, I like the the less structure of Audio Stew because it can kind of bunny trail whatever, but I think this these episodes are going to be a little bit shorter, hopefully like 30 to 45 minutes. So, But I've spent the first three minutes just introducing it. So, you know, who knows what will happen. This anyway. is where you put the introduction music. Oh, yeah, introduction music. Might just move. There you go. That's your sound bite. No, it's not. <laughs> I did think about making my own. Anyway, we're going to keep going. Um, so, Christina, I'm so glad that you were on the show here today. Um, why don't you tell us just a little bit more about yourself, whatever you feel like. Um, my name is Christina. I am Kurt's sister. Um, and I enjoy literature and i am currently homeless looking for a job um (laughs) yes 
Don't worry, Christina is not living in cardboard boxes, as far as I'm aware. I am currently living in my van, like every other cool, hip Gen Z. I am currently not homeless. (laughs) I have many homes. I'm extremely wealthy. Uh, Anyway. My name is Christina, and I'm a liar. (laughs) That's a terrible way to introduce yourself. <laughs> we okay, can't even... let, let me try that again. <clears throat> uh, my name is Christina. No, I, you didn't have to redo the whole thing. <laughs> I was kidding. It was just the, the liar part. No, you can edit this out. This this one's going to be good. Okay, okay Kurt, try edit again. everything out no, before this. We're still this going. This is my introduction. <laughs> okay, keep going. Hello, my name is Christina. I am... Uh, Kurt's sister, and I enjoy literature a whole bunch, so there you go. Okay. I'm just gonna leave that all in there. I think I like that part. Anyway, so Christina, what is the story that we are gonna talk about today? Um, today we are going to be discussing uh, Howl's Moving Castle by Diana Wynne-Jones. Uh, the novel, not so much the movie, but we will touch on the movie as well. Okay, I, that sounds great to me. Um, just so you guys are aware, I have read and seen uh, both iterations of this as well. So, I am not uh, totally ignorant of today's conversation. I don't know if I always will be, but I have some idea, I have a context for what we're going to talk about. Um, and I'm excited for it, because it's, it's good. Um, so, before we get into sort of its impact on you why don't you just give us an overview of the story what's it about characters things like that okay so this is a mostly it would be a fantasy novel it has some vibes of a classic fairy tale but with more of a modern spin it was written i believe in the late 90s and it tells the story of Sophie Hatter, who is a girl who happens to be born the oldest in her family. And as with all fairy tales, if you are born the oldest in your family, you are doomed to have an incredibly boring life with no adventures or any fun whatsoever. And she believes this very firmly, but uh, some magical sort of events occur in her life that cause her to go on a journey of Uh, self-exploration and exploration of the magical world that she lives in and she in the end discovers that even though she is born the eldest of her sisters she is actually a witch possessing magical powers and throughout this journey she meets some really amazing and interesting characters uh, namely uh, the wizard Howl who is a highly narcissistic wizard that turns out to have a heart in the long run and there are um, some very other funny characters including a fire demon named calcifer that makes a strong impression for sure (laughs) i love calcifer he is so fun he's a a highlight yes so that's kind of a somewhat of a summary okay um The title is Howl's Moving Castle. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about that part of it? So the 
whole reason that this novel was written in the first place was that um, a child wrote to Diana Wynne-Jones asking for a story about a moving castle. And so she took that idea and kind of ran with it. And basically Howell, one of the central characters of the book, has a castle that is like a mechanical, odd-shaped thing. I'm sure maybe somewhere in... You can find a picture. It, <laughs> it's a moving entity that looks like a castle on the outside, but in reality is actually just a very tiny house with lots of junk on the outside of it. Um, but it has magical powers, so if you turn a knob on the door, it will take you to different locations throughout the magical world. So it, it, it's... Yeah, you look up a picture. Yeah, uh, the movie shows you a very mm-hmm. intriguing um, example of this. I don't know. I'm a, is the movie in the book or are the movie in the book? There we go. That's the right right word there. Mm-hmm. Are the movie and the book pretty similar? Um, the movie and the book have a very similar main plot. Like you will learn to love the characters in pretty much the same way. And the overall structure of the plot has most of the same points. Some of the places where it differs is that um, the book actually has two sequel books to it. Mm. Um, So there's just more world building and more background on the characters. And in the book, you actually learn that Howell was not just a magical... Uh, wizard that grew up in this magical land. He is actually from our world. He's from Wales. Um, And they at one point go from their magic world into our world. And so that's a very exciting point Um, in the novel. Seeing uh, our world from some outsider's perspective is pretty funny. Hmm. Um, That's one big difference. And then another big difference in the Studio Ghibli film is that uh, Hayao Miyazaki has this big thing about showing war in most of his movies Mm -hmm. and kind of the impact that war has on society and how negative that is. Um, And in the book, there in the books themselves you'll find mentions of war but it's not like a central plot in the same way that it is in the movie Hmm. i would say that those are some of the big differences there are some slight character changes like in the book you get to know more about sophie's sisters and in the movie you only meet one of her sisters um and then in the book uh the character that is markle in the movie doesn't exist in the book in the book Howell has an assistant named Michael, who's not a child. He's about 15. Mm. So hmm. those are some of the key differences. Okay. Um, what about major themes? Uh, you've sort of given us the overall yes. uh, plot of the book, but what's what's it kind of about? I think the main plot, uh, the main theme of the book is about Sophie learning to... Um, have confidence in the person that she actually is in the person that she was created to be Mm -hmm. Um, because at just throughout her entire life up until the book starts she 
the whole reason that she doesn't even know that she is a witch is because she doesn't think it's possible. Hmm. She doesn't believe that she has the right to have that sort of power. Um, and she also doesn't seem to have much of a belief in her ability to be somebody of substance to the people around her. She thinks that she belongs in a hat shop in the back where nobody notices her. Hmm. And she doesn't believe that she deserves to be treated well because she is exploited um, by her mom. Um, that's a big point. And so as the book grows goes on, she learns to have a bit more confidence in who she is, and she learns that she does have the power to um, make an impact on the people around her. Mm-hmm. How that's, does... Yeah, that's a big... That's one of the main things. There's obviously okay. others, but... I was going to say, um, how does Howl uh, contrast Sophie then? Yeah, so Howl is pretty much the exact opposite of Sophie, which is how most uh, books are that have a romantic element. Mm -hmm. He is incredibly narcissistic. He doesn't seem to have much of a heart or be caring towards the people around him, and he thinks incredibly highly of his own abilities. Um, (laughs) There is a chapter in the book that is called Howell Expresses Himself in Green Slime and that same (laughs) event occurs in the movie in which he falls apart and calls upon the forces of evil as he slowly melts into green slime of his own will and volition because Sophie accidentally dyed his hair and now he is not quite as beautiful in his Mm. own opinion. Um, And that just (laughs) breaks him apart. He claims that life is not worth living if he is not beautiful etc etc um and that that's a big theme in it too uh actual physical beauty and then internal beauty are big themes because Mm. sophie doesn't have a high opinion of either of those things in herself and hal has a very high opinion of those things in himself uh but as they interact with each other um sophie is actually able to find some of the good things in hal that he was ignoring um, and he, she's able to help him to become a more outward-focused person. Hmm. Um, and then Hal helps Sophie to find a little bit more confidence in herself because he he very objectively points out the things that she does well. Um, and so together they are better. And yes, they they fall in love. <gasps> what a what a I happy know. ending. Yes. There's some, there's love and spell breaking and and all that typical fairy tale stuff, Mm -hmm. but it has a lot more modern sense of humor, I would Hmm. say, for sure. That's really interesting. Is there, I was going to say, it almost sounded a little bit like, um, uh, you'll have to support me or not on this, you know, take your opinion, Mm -hmm. but I... Almost had a little bit like Beauty and the Beast to me. Yeah, I think... Out of all the fairy tales, mm -hmm. it seemed closest to that. That would probably be the most similar underlying um, thing that you would say that it was probably inspired by. Hmm. Because uh, in terms of the spell working, which I didn't really get into this earlier, um, because although it... It just... It's such an obvious thing, so I didn't even think to mention it, but Sophie 
gets turned old oh, by yeah. <laughs> a witch, um, which is, is obviously important, but pretty much you kind of, you almost don't even notice it after a while, especially if you're reading the book, you kind mm-hmm. of tend to forget that, other than her mentioning that, like, oh, she, like, feels old. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the whole thing that spurs the change in her life. Um, so, yes, a a witch turns her old, actually, because of a misunderstanding. Um, and so, because she is now suddenly, like, 80 90 years old when she's actually only 18 Mm -hmm. um she has to do something different with her life um and so she that's the initial reason why she goes to try to find how to figure Mm -hmm. out how she can reverse this process Mm -hmm. um yeah and that does add some interesting dynamics Mm -hmm. because like they do fall in love but sophie is really old for a long time and that's kind of hidden for a while because because she is a witch though she actually she's strong enough to actually break the spell on her own if she so chose to do so Hmm. she just firmly does not believe that she could possibly be a witch she's denying that that could be possible Hmm. and so she stays old actually because she wants to without fully realizing it um yeah that's that's an interesting element but especially in the movie where you get to see it more I think we have a hard time reading about people who are not, like, in their early 20s or 30s. So, like, seeing a character on screen that actually looks old and you learning to enjoy who they are as an elderly person, Mm -hmm. I think, is actually a really important theme in in the movie, especially. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you don't always see that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, honestly, uh, both are great, the the movie and the book. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, like you said, slightly different, but yeah. they're both so wonderful. Um, do you have a, a favorite moment in this book? I mean, I really do love when Howell has his huge tizzy fit. Mm-hmm, the green slime. Uh, that's a pretty good um, part, but I there's this part where Sophie try seven league boots to much misadventure <laughs> yeah. um and she just constantly ends up exactly where she does not want to be that that's another scene that is pretty hilarious mm-hmm. um i don't know there's just every single chapter has sentences and scenes that just make me laugh and stick with me and every once in a while they'll just come to my mind and I'll start giggling for no reason um because I think of this book and just how well it was written Mm -hmm. well that's the mark of a great book is if it just you know he'll just be sitting there one day and be Mm -hmm. like man that was funny that one time on page 87 (laughs) I just (laughs) yeah exactly wow okay so this uh, hopefully you guys get a, a good picture of the book and um and just how complex yet fun it is mm-hmm. um but christina how has this story moved you i think that i find a lot of similarities between myself and the main character which is definitely something that you probably want in a book you want mm-hmm. to be able to see a little bit of yourself in some of the characters um Sophie is 
struggling to find where she belongs as an adult that isn't so different from my own age. I think like many other people that are like in their late teens and early 20s, they (laughs) they don't really know who they are and the world around them is kind of like telling them that they have to figure that out really quickly. Um, So that's something that I found similar. And then Sophie kind of feeling a little bit used by the people around her. Like she doesn't really believe that she can say no or that Hmm. she has a voice to offer or like opinions that matter. Uh, I that's something that I struggle with and then her going off on this adventure where she actually realizes the things that she does have to offer and becomes more confident in herself that's something that I aspire to um I think those are some of the themes that are more impactful to me um and definitely I read this book every so often when I'm beginning to feel like a little bit overwhelmed by the Hmm. things going on around me or like I feel like there's so much out of my control or like I feel like I'm having a hard time dealing with the people in my life that I I should be maybe saying no to or that I should be offering my voice to um so yeah I would say that even yes it's just a fairy tale um Mm -hmm. but those are things that can be used uh because I don't know they they follow some classic themes that people want to see in their own life especially involving change or being saved from the position that they are in those are things that everybody desires and I think that ultimately they're probably inspired by the bible especially if you went back through literature Mm -hmm. and you look at what fairy tales are kind of inspired by you'll go back and back and you'll probably find that there's there's something a little bit about Jesus in there um Mm-hmm. So I, I think that if you if you thought about it hard enough that you could draw those similarities. And I think that as a person that loves literature and writing overall, though, it's especially impactful because I just love the author's writing style. She has a... I, I, I think she might be magical. She's since <laughs> passed, but I'm pretty sure she might have been a little bit magical because... From the first sentence, you're like, this isn't exactly like any book I've ever read before. Like, I, it seems a little bit like this or a little bit like that, but you're hmm. not going to find another person that writes in the same way as her. Um, with that same combination of fantastic world building, a really keen sense of humor, and then an ability to make you immediately understand what a character is like hmm. from only a few sentences all of a sudden immediately it'll be like oh i know who this character is and i Mm -hmm. love them already yeah do you know uh you said the first what is the first sentence do you know off the top of your head the uh first sentence is um in the land of angry where such things as oh I'm, I'm going to slip up on that part, but it's something about seven league boots exist and stuff like that. Hmm. Basically, in this magical land where such and such things exist, it is 
um, a terrible thing to be born the eldest of three because hmm. you're never going to have those adventures. Pretty much like what I said earlier. I'm not saying it yeah, verbatim yeah. at all, but I should, that that's something I don't. Unfortunately, I don't think I have that book with me right now. Mm, okay, I had it at one point. And I think I let somebody borrow it. Oh, no. Because I have a trouble saying no and asking for things back. <laughs> Christina, we're, we're living out the book. I know. <laughs> yeah. Lending a book out is pretty much like giving a book away. Yeah. Very rarely does it return. sad. I'm a library science major, and so I just... I have this assumption that when you let somebody borrow a book, they're going to return it in about two weeks. And if they don't, they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm still reading that. I'll get it back to you Mm -hmm. in another couple of weeks. But that's not what happens. Yeah. (laughs) I still have one of Shanna's books. Um, Yeah. I don't. I think I like I started to read it at one point. So I'm like, yeah, I'll read that eventually. (laughs) She she hasn't said anything. Yeah. But. Wow, okay, that's a lot that we just went through, so I'm trying Mm -hmm. to think of where to go from there. But I love how you... It it really is um, so neat how all stories kind of come back to the hero's journey and, like, the ultimate hero being Christ. Yeah. Like, his, his path of... You know, uh, for most stories, it's it's a more human. I don't want to say more human. Um, it's a imperfect human journey. Yeah. Um, where there's a sense of this is where I started and this is um, where I end. So, like, start to finish is all about how did I, what did I have to give up? And, like, how did I grow through that process, kind of. Whereas Christ is the, you know, I'm here, I'm already perfect. Here's, Mm -hmm. like, there's no room for growth for Christ, but there's still the sacrifice of Christ. So it's just so cool how you can see all these different things and um, how all stories kind of in some way point back to biblical themes and maybe not yeah. every single story if you look but... at a, a classic fairy tale or something that yeah. does follow the hero's journey model um which most fantasy type books yeah. do unless they're purposely trying not to mm-hmm. um but even like the most simplistic version you'll be able to see that pretty clearly and then mm-hmm. um you see that a lot more in pretty much every single movie yeah. um, that has some aspect of not even fantasy, even an action movie, but generally mm-hmm. in that genre, um, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. I, we, I did a screenwriting class this past semester, and I think the, the basic premise of every movie is essentially um, what does the hero want and how far will they go to get it? Like, that's kind of the, the basic premise of whatever the end goal is, how difficult is the journey going to be along the way? And that's sort of what creates tension in movies and makes them interesting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could say that's the most um, hilariously unavoidable part of art is that nothing is actually mm-hmm. separate from something else. You're not going to find something that is completely unique because of 
intertextuality um, mm-hmm. where nothing you created was out without inspiration from something else um, so if you go back and back and back you'll realize that like in every aspect of creation in any form that we do as humans it's because god created us to be mm-hmm. able to do that and we're reflecting him in that so when you see a piece of art <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah no it's, it's true the we are created people and so whenever we create something there's something about you know even if it's nothing super complicated because i know you know some people tend to get caught up and saying like and they see a piece of art and they're like I can mm-hmm. never do that. And yeah. I'm going to be honest, I, I'm terrible at things like painting, okay? Mm-hmm. I will not be the world's greatest painter. But even even in that, like, I could try and paint something. And the fact that I used my own creativity to try mm-hmm. and create something, um, it's not something out of nothing, like God. Yeah but it's something out of the tools that i've been given Mm -hmm. there's something about that that um is very i don't know what it sounds sounds very lofty it's very human you know like yeah and i mean if you also want to think about it in this way you want to look at a way in which humans are clearly something that is different in this world and that you can't explain us just randomly getting to this point art is completely unnecessary Mm -hmm. if you look at it from like an evolutionary standpoint like it does not have to we don't need it to survive Mm -hmm. it it doesn't have to exist in order for us to know pleasure in some form like it doesn't have to exist Mm -hmm. but it does and you don't see like no animal is out there like just having leisure time <laughs> creating artworks purposefully yeah there are some you know monkeys and stuff that get trained to paint yeah things, but like but they that's don't not... do it on their own will <laughs> that's volition. not the same somebody is like forcing this on them <laughs> stupid humans trying to make me take art class when I just want to eat bananas <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I can see that well, we went down the uh, the intellectual mm-hmm. rabbit hole, but I yeah. like it. It's fun. Um, you said you read this book like pretty much every time um, you get a little overwhelmed yeah. and stuff. Is there... How do you feel after reading it again? Um... I mean, there's always a sense of comfort when you reread something, which is why there are certain books in my life that I've read 15, 20, etc. times. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people out there have never reread a book before, and that sounds odd to them. Uh, but it's sort of like my version of binging a TV show, which I also do, <laughs> but I do it more with books. Um And so, yeah, there's just a sense of comfort in that you know what's going to happen in this story. Hmm. It has a beginning, a middle, and end. It's not as chaotic as life outside of you may seem. So, like, in that Hmm. moment, you could be in that story and be like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Uh, But for that specific book, I think that it gives me a little bit of hope 
I think that's something that I definitely glean from it. Hope in that your circumstances right now, your situation right now, isn't necessarily something that you have to be in forever. Hmm. You have a you have choices that you can make. Sometimes there's things that are unavoidable, but even in that you do have you still have some decisions that you can make that will help change your perspective on that. Mm-hmm. Perspective is something that the book does talk about as well like the way that you perceive your situation and the negatives and positives of that situation like you have some choice in how you're going to react to that mm-hmm. um so that and then obviously because it involves magic and things that seem impossible occur that is also something that gives me hope because like once again it it's pretty simplistic and in the moment i don't know that i'm necessarily thinking about it but it does remind me a little bit of the fact that like when everything else in my life feels out of control there's god mm-hmm. and like things that feel impossible may not be impossible or things that i think may never happen could happen mm-hmm. um so i don't know i think the sense of comfort is probably the main reason why i read it but there's probably more layers to that no you did a, a great job of illustrating that and i i think the the point of sophie Sophie being born the eldest in her family Mm -hmm. and then growing up with just that resignation and not even resignation but like Mm -hmm. accepting it yeah like it's not like oh I guess I'm the oldest so I have to do this but like I'm the oldest this is what I must do Mm -hmm. like and how doesn't she does she have like a younger sister who like is pushing her to like get out and do stuff or something like that she has a younger sister that specifically tells her that Sophie Um, this is like the specific example of what's going on she says Mm -hmm. that Sophie our mother is not paying you for the work that you're doing um, and you you should go out on your own and do something like Mm -hmm. you have the ability to do that you don't necessarily have to stay Mm -hmm. yeah so just the idea of like you said yeah just not even not even like I don't want to put in terms of rising above your circumstances mm-hmm. or accepting yeah, your which circumstances. Is, I mean, that's one reason you love Sophie is that she, she's willing to accept her circumstances, yeah. maybe not always in a healthy way, but her outlook mm-hmm. generally has some, she has a strength mm-hmm. in her ability to just be able to do whatever. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I think, um, I think for some people, they'll read something like this and think, like, oh, I need to get out and go on an adventure or something mm-hmm. like that. But in reality, I mean, Sophie's initial life of just doing the same thing or whatever and, like, um, accepting her circumstances or whatever, like, to an extent, there's nothing wrong with just and there's nothing wrong in fact it's right to be content with your yeah circumstances but your um i guess your attitude is mm-hmm. what really matters like if you love doing something that's 
pretty simple. Like, yeah, you don't have to go out and be an astronaut, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but at the same time, if you're never... If the reason you don't want to go be an astronaut is because, you know, you don't have that confidence in yourself and you're um, mm-hmm. just resigned to, I, I can never do that. Yeah. Then you won't ever even try you know yeah that's i think a, another really big theme of the book is just kind of the complexities of life in that area too because all these books you can read them and be like oh well they go on this grand adventure or like this major event happened that caused her to have to go out and do this and that isn't necessarily the way that life always works hmm. this is kind of like a dramatized Christina was not turned into a witch to start on her life adventure. So, yeah, there is that aspect of sometimes you just need to stay content in your circumstances and really work on figuring out a way where you can stay where you are and learn to have joy in Mm -hmm. that. That takes a lot of work. And that's, that's been Philippians. Yeah, you and God and, um, in trying to figure out maybe the things that you can change and the things that you cannot change. Um, but there's also times when you're, you need to go mm-hmm. and it might be scary and you aren't quite sure if you want to, or maybe you really do want to, but there's just that sense of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, yeah, both things are true in life and it's a lot more complex on knowing when to do either of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seeing an example of, somewhat of both of those things within the book is yeah yeah it's it really is it's it's a it's a wonderful book i haven't read it in quite a while so I, my memory is not mm-hmm. nearly as good of yours but um yeah yeah i remember the movie uh mm-hmm. a little more than the book actually because um, i think i've seen the movie once or twice but Probably, yeah the movie especially for me was, um, and this is just Studio Ghibli in general, but it was one of the first uh, movies I saw that just really, truly felt magical to me. Like, yeah. I watched it and I was like, whoa, like, there's just something about all this, these wonderful colors and the music that just inspire me to... Um, you know, like the book, you know, Mm -hmm. don't stay, you know, be content with with your circumstances because you can't, you can't change everything about your circumstances, you know, but at the same time, go out and do something. Yeah, (laughs) find, maybe find the magic in the reality that you're living like right now. Like there's probably something that you could be doing. Yeah. And there's probably not a reason why you're not doing it. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, maybe try that. Yeah, there's no reason to not try something, you know? Like, I get things are scary. I get we're proud mm-hmm. people. We don't like failing. But if you feel inspired to do something, then just chase it and see what happens. Yeah. And that's kind of what this book and movie is for me. I think just the magic of it, mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. What, um, so I, you know, we're going to try and wrap up here, I think. 
after all that, why do you think people should read this book? I think that people should read this book because it's something that I think is accessible to pretty much any age, like 12 or 42, you're going to find something you can enjoy and relate to. Um, and the writing style is incredibly unique. It really draws you in. The voices are so well created. And then you are going to, you're going to walk away from the book feeling a little bit more inspired um, and you're going to walk away from it feeling like you maybe have some new friends in the literature world, some very strong personalities that will stick with you and um, it will probably make you want to look at your own life a little bit more and maybe you can think about ways that you can find the magic in the world around you or maybe it might inspire you to go out and do something that you've been too afraid to do that's wonderful that's a great wrap-up a great summary of our conversation there about howl's moving castle um do you have any other final thoughts you'd like to share no just go and pick up your book it will be at your library it's at most libraries okay. uh it's if you're in nebraska it's on uh, the Libby app, which you can access through your library. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Does that let you audiobook, or it, is it... The audiobook version is not on that app, but if you look on YouTube, you can find a maybe not so legally recorded <laughs> version yeah. of the audiobook that is broken up into a few different um, videos. It, it's out there. But the this app is for... Yes, this a... app is free for people who have a Nebraska library card. Okay, and it's just a... Mm-hmm. Like an ebook version? Or... Yes, it's just an ebook version, okay. I think, for most of the libraries. It could be slightly different, but yeah, go talk okay. to your librarian. Librarians are nice people. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Christina, for coming yes. on the show for episode mm-hmm. one. I'm excited. We we went right right around the time mark I was hoping for. We're gonna get done right around forty five minutes. Um, this is fun. I like this. I think this is yeah. another another good uh, type of show. Another valuable show too. Um, so yeah, if you like today's episode. Um, you can get a hold of me and I can get you on the show. We'll talk about a different story. Um, there's literally billions and billions of stories in the world to be told. Um, or that have been told. There's probably more to be told. Yeah. Um, there's lots of art. <laughs> yeah. It's literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd love to continue these kind of conversations and um, explore... Um, different types of art and stories and see how they can impact our our real life our, our life stories yeah and uh yeah so thank you all for tuning in and i will catch you next time oh i don't know for sure um not probably not right away but my goal for this show is to um 
I've been releasing Audio Stew every other week, and I think I might release this show on the off weeks. Um, so that'll these will probably go out on Wednesday afternoons, the same as Audio Stew, but just on the off weeks. But that's my plan for now. Um, but uh, obviously this is season zero, so it's just going to be a little bit more loose initially um, as I sort of test run everything alright that's enough of me uh, thank you all again and I will catch you next time <laughs>